This is The Guardian. Today, why did the government spend tens of millions of pounds on PPE that was never used? And what does Baroness Michelle Moan have to do with it? At the height of the COVID pandemic, Boris Johnson's government was scrambling to secure urgent medical supplies. Face masks, surgical gowns, protective equipment, PPE, to try and keep frontline workers safe. Billions of pounds were spent, normal procurement protocol was suspended, and some of the contracts were awarded to companies with little experience in the field. We all recognised that it was an emergency and the government had to do rapid procurement planning and they didn't have the time to do the normal system of protecting public money, but also public integrity. They did have to suspend that to some extent, but they almost suspended it completely. The Guardian's David Conn has been following the COVID money trail and investigating one Tory peer who has consistently denied any wrongdoing during the crisis. Hi, my name's Baroness Michelle Moan, and you're watching Anything Is Possible. Yes, we're going through this difficult time. You know, we've got to turn this negative into a positive. We've got to find ways where we can actually create a new business or a new skill set and actually take the, you know, the bull by the horns. So we've just got to embrace it as much as we can and find new opportunities. And sometimes when it is a crisis, that's the best opportunities for entrepreneurs. Baroness Michelle Moan isn't your average member of the House of Lords. She is a fixture for glossy magazines like Hello and isn't shy about flaunting her wealth. Hi, everyone. I'm Michelle. Welcome to my new home. I feel like I've got a tiny part of history. It was built in 1871, it's a Victorian townhouse, and Einstein lived here as well. She left school at 15 and first made her name and her business with a bra brand Ultimo, transforming herself into a glamorous, no-nonsense entrepreneur with a heavily Instagram lifestyle filled with yachts and parties and photo shoots. And now Moan has hit the headlines for quite a different reason. PPE MedPro won government contracts worth £203 million to supply personal protective equipment during the pandemic. A company called PPE MedPro. David Conn has scrutinised the Baroness's finances, her political connections and her links to a company now being investigated by the National Crime Agency. So what happens now? And will a petition to remove Moan from the House of Lords be successful? From The Guardian, I'm Noshi Nekbar. Today in Focus, Michelle Moan lobbied for PPE MedPro, but did she become rich from its huge profits? David Conn, you're an investigative reporter for The Guardian and you've been doggedly pursuing this story for two years, but could we just remind everyone 
of what things were like when the world was in the first grip of the pandemic. How did the UK cope in those first few months? After the initial shock of the coronavirus, the health ramifications of it, the awful deaths, the numbers of people dying in the first wave, schools being closed, the whole country being closed down, the whole world being closed down. So when the coronavirus uh, came to our country, uh, I think that there were two weeks' worth of PPE um, and then all our healthcare workers were going to be exposed. Personal protective equipment, PPE, is at the heart of our fight against coronavirus. It is the barrier that can mean the difference between life and death. Shielding the doctors and nurses on the front lines who are protecting us all. And we remember the stories of schools giving goggles, swimming goggles and, you know, people wearing bin bags and all of that. And it's actually painful, isn't it, to remember that? There is, of course, a global uh, supply issue. Uh, you know, everyone is trying to get access uh, to uh, PPE. That is why we're working uh, night and day in terms of making sure we procure more PPE. But we all recognised that it was an emergency yeah. and the government had to do rapid procurement planning and they didn't have the time to do the normal system of protecting public money, which is a competitive tendering process. Right, they did have to suspend that to some extent, but they almost suspended it completely. They say that they did do due diligence on all companies that came to them, but the point about competitive tendering is that it's absolutely designed to get the best companies to provide services. But what the government did was get rid of that and implement a system of a VIP lane. And that meant that the government could buy in personal protective equipment and certain key services under emergency rules, which means it didn't have to have competitions and tender those contracts. But openness and transparency and proper record keeping are always important, especially when taxpayers' money is involved. So we'll be asking senior officials about who bought what, from whom, and at what cost, and who the ultimate beneficiaries are. So the VIP lane was used by the government early in the pandemic to prioritise referrals from politically connected companies. How effective was it? At quite an early stage, the National Audit Office did a report on the VIP lane, which was exceptionally critical, and found that companies that were put in this high priority lane had a 10 times higher likelihood of getting a contract than every other company in the country. And obviously we know how many of those companies who didn't get anywhere near a contract were actually experienced whose business was supplying PPE and they didn't get a look in. The VIP companies who were given big PPE contracts were on the recommendations of Conservative MPs and members of the House of Lords. There were no Labour or other parties who were represented on that list. David, you wrote several pieces looking at the millions of pounds worth of different COVID contracts and how they were awarded. So what specifically caught your attention about PPE MedPro? At first, it wasn't even particularly interesting. It was just that this company had apparent links to Michelle Moan. I just made the inquiries to Michelle Moan and her husband, Douglas Barrowman, asking, basically, saying, well, there is an apparent link here because the directors of the company, PP MedPro, uh, work for Barrowman, and one of them was the registered secretary of Michelle Moan's brand company. 
In terms of what was on the public record, you could see that this company, PP Medpro Limited in the UK, was only incorporated, I think, on the 12th of May 2020. There was a company with the exact same name registered in the Isle of Man. And within weeks of those companies being formed, they were given contracts from the government to the value of £203 million to supply PPE. Wow. OK, so... Before we get into that, can we talk about Michelle Moan? Do you want to explain, first of all, who she is? She is a very well-known figure. She's got celebrity status and she's also a member of the House of Lords. I, Michelle Baroness Moan, to swear by Almighty God that I will be faithful... She grew up in disadvantaged circumstances in Glasgow. I think she said that she left school at 15 with no qualifications. And then her and her first husband, Michael Moan, built up the bra and lingerie company Ultimo. We're with me now, Michelle Moan, founder of the international lingerie brand Ultimo, and one of our... She's written her own autobiography and there's been lots of coverage about her over the years. Why did you decide to be so frank and open? Because it's a very honest portrayal of your life to now, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it's taken me six years to agree to do my autobiography. I just didn't feel that I had enough experience. And um, I, when I sorted everything out, you know, the, the divorce and the company and everything else, I just thought that it was the right time to do it. Michelle Moan herself is a glamorous woman and she's got a big presence on Instagram and she did have a big presence on Twitter. She now describes herself as one of Britain's most renowned entrepreneurs. I think it's good that enterprise is now really widespread and it's because of TV shows like The Apprentice and Dragon's Den, etc. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is now a sexy business, which is kind of cool. So Michelle Moan became familiar to the public as an entrepreneur through appearances on TV, through Mail on Sunday and Times magazine covers and so on. But she's also a lifetime Tory peer who is duty-bound to the ethical standards of public life that come with that role. David, what did Michelle Moan and Douglas Barrowman say when you asked them about this apparent link between them and PP Medpro, the company, as you say, incorporated in May 2020 and just weeks later awarded a multi-million pound government contract. We just got these furious denials that essentially, using different forms of words, they had nothing to do with it. And the first piece we wrote was, I think, in December 2020, and anyone can look it up, we said, mystery investors go through the VIP lane and Baroness Michelle Moan and her husband, Douglas Barrowman, basically deny any involvement. And so then what happened? The Good Law Project is a not-for-profit campaign group. Good Law Project has fought to expose the government's sleazy VIP lane for COVID contracts. Our investigations mean that we can all see the rot in this system. Who'd put in a freedom of information request for the names of the VIP companies and which were the VIPs who recommended them. And in the end, the government was ordered by the Information Commissioner to publish the names in November 2021. And there it was, the high-priority lane companies, PP Medpro on there, and the person who referred it to the government was stated by the government to be Baroness Moan. Oh, wow. OK. The government publication was obviously a bombshell, really, because it stated that Michelle Moan had 
referred this company to the government. But it didn't give really the full information and we did our own freedom of information request. And as it turned out, the first approach hadn't been to Lord Agnew, who was um, a Conservative peer then working in the Cabinet Office on procurement during the pandemic, which the government publication suggested it had been. But actually, she sent Lord Agnew an email on his private email, not on his government email. So in Michelle Moan's email to Lord Agnew, she is telling him Michael Gove had asked her to contact Lord Agnew urgently, and she said that she was able to source face masks through my team in Hong Kong. So hang on, after Michelle Moan denied any involvement with PPE MedPro, this email appeared to show that this wasn't the case. What did you do next? We obviously went back to the lawyers and said, you know, what was it that you were telling us last year? Because they couldn't deny then that she had referred the company to the government. They said, after the brief solitary step of referring PP MedPro to the office of Lord Agnew, Baroness Moan did nothing further in respect of PP MedPro. January this year, we published that leaked documents and files that we'd seen appeared to suggest that Michelle Moan and Doug Barrowman had been secretly involved in PPE MedPro. And then, obviously, later on, we found other emails where she does appear to have been lobbying for further contracts, actually for COVID testing contracts, in October 2020, so five months later, and also in February 2021, um, which is nine months later, And we've gone back to them and said, how can you say that it was a brief solitary step and she never did anything further after May 2020? So Michelle Moan's denials around PPE MedPro were consistent, that much we know. But you kept uncovering information that contradicted that. Just on the denial, we had a very specific denial because after it was revealed that she referred the company, so that was revealed in November 2021 by the government itself, members of the House of Lords and obviously MPs, they have to register on a public register of interests any company or organisation in which they have a financial interest. And we asked why she didn't declare any interest or register an interest And her lawyer replied in November 2021, for the avoidance of any doubt, Baroness Moan did not declare any interest as she did not benefit financially and was not connected to PPE MedPro in any capacity. And then? In March, I reported that the gowns for which the government paid £122 million, the supply companies that PPE MedPro had engaged to actually get the PPE from China had paid only £46 million for the gowns. So there was a profit of £76 million from what the government had paid. It was revealed, I think the BBC had it first, that the gowns, 25 million gowns, had been rejected by the Department of Health and had never been used. Today, in two reports, MPs of the Public Affairs Committee appraised the government's response. The reports paint a picture of panicked procurement with results that still linger. 
saying, we remain concerned that despite spending over £10 billion on supplies, the PPE stockpile is not fit for purpose. What? So despite the government paying PPE MedPro £122 million for these gowns, the NHS weren't even able to use them? Even now, as we speak, the Department of Health is trying to get money back on that contract. When we've engaged with PPE MedPro on this, they acknowledge that the gowns haven't been used and that they're in a dispute with the Department of Health. But they say that the gowns did pass inspection and they're entitled to keep the money. In April of this year, the National Crime Agency launched a potential fraud investigation related to PPE MedPro and they executed search warrants at various addresses, including PPE MedPro's offices and Michelle Moan and Doug Barrowman's home on the Isle of Man. Uh, at the time, lawyers for PPE MedPro declined to comment on the NCA investigation. David, it is quite something, to some of us at least, that at a time of national pain and loss where we were told we were all in it together that some saw COVID as an opportunity. On its own, the story of PPE MedPro, a company paid millions of pounds to supply PPE that was then found to be unusable and useless, is pretty awful. But the fact that a member of the House of Lords is embroiled in it all is staggering. David, what else did your investigation reveal? A bit later this year, I've seen leaked documents that were produced by HSBC Bank, which was the bank used by Doug Barrowman, that showed that PP MedPro paid £65 million at least in profits to entities at offshore trusts principally that Douglas Barrowman owned in the Isle of Man. And then Doug Barrowman made various distributions of that money, including transferring f nearly £46 million just to his own personal bank account in HSBC. And then the distribution included a £29 million transfer of money to an offshore trust in the Isle of Man called the Kerrystal Trust, of which the bank records indicated that Michelle Moan and her three adult children were the beneficiaries of that trust. So the documents you saw from HSBC showed profits from PPE MedPro being distributed into Douglas Barrowman's bank account and then moved into another offshore trust for which it appears Michelle Moan and her children are listed as the beneficiaries. And these documents you saw came from a HSBC report. Is it unusual that a bank would have conducted an internal investigation like this? It is unusual and there were obviously huge amounts of money and they were being transferred by um, Barrowman into these accounts and then within minutes of each other they were crediting and debiting. And we've been told by multiple sources that HSBC did terminate Barrowman and all these accounts as customers as a result of reputational risk, that it was a risk to the HSBC's reputation uh, to retain them as customers. And bear in mind... Doug Barrowman is probably one of the wealthiest people on the Isle of Man, very, very high profile. Um, she is a Conservative member of the House of Lords. Oh, wow. David, looking at the article that you wrote about these leaked bank documents, 
When contacted about the new disclosures, HSBC said it was unable to comment, even to confirm if the couple had been clients, and said that it was unable to corroborate any concerns of wrongdoing by the couple. So have Michelle Moan and Douglas Barrowman now issued a clarifying response to the new revelations? We just haven't had a solid, detailed response to these revelations and to these details. And Michelle Moan's lawyer said, there are a number of reasons why our client cannot comment on these issues and she is under no duty to do so. Um, But then after this latest reporting about the money flows of PPE MedPro, she did tweet. It was a picture and it said, don't believe everything you read or everything you think. Doug Barrowman's lawyer said there were inaccuracies and that the the facts that we'd put to them were wrong. Well, in the piece you wrote about it, the lawyer who represents both Barrowman and PP MedPro said that the ongoing investigation limited what his clients were able to say on these matters. He said, and I quote, For the time being, we are also instructed to say that there is much inaccuracy in the portrayal of the alleged facts and a number of them are completely wrong. Has there been any other public comment from Moan? And do we know anything about what her life has been like through this whole period? In the summer of 2021, so a year after the contracts were granted to PPE MedPro, she was posting pictures on Instagram from her and her husband, Doug Barrowman's new yacht, which was called the Lady M. Um, She posted a picture of the pair of them on deck and said... Today, I'm feeling reflective. I feel so grateful to be where I am in a beautiful part of the world with the people I love the most. It wasn't easy. There were some real challenges, both emotionally and physically. Business isn't easy, but it is rewarding. And as, um, as we said in our article, at that particular time, there were still some quite serious COVID restrictions uh, that we were all living under in Britain. People weren't fully vaccinated by that point. It was still a very, very difficult and dangerous summer for very many people. So uh, here we had Baroness Michelle Moan, the Conservative member of the House of Lords, uh, essentially showing off uh, a lifestyle on the Mediterranean on a new yacht. Coming up. What are the political consequences for Michelle Moan? And could she lose her peerage? David, let's put Michelle Moan aside for just a second. Has there been a government response to your investigation? Yeah, there's actually been a very big reaction in Parliament and there was an immediate urgent question put down by Angela Rayner, Labour's deputy leader. Last night, documents seen by The Guardian revealed that yet another case of taxpayers' money was wasted, a total failure of due diligence and a conflict of interest at the heart of government procurement. Yet ministers are still refusing to publish correspondence relating to the award of the MedPro contract because they say, Mr Speaker, the department is engaged in a mediation process. In this impassioned parliamentary debate, the Labour MP, Brendan O'Hara, he did get very colourful. Fast-tracking their cronies, their politically connected pals and their colleagues was never going to end well. And I suspect that today's revelations, however shocking, 
are simply the tip of a very large iceberg. Can I ask, does the government plan to proactively investigate how many others there are like this in their ranks, or are they content to sit there and watch this dripping roast of sleaze, corruption and scandal unfold on its own? The government still is trying to say that it did everything right, basically. It's trying to recoup money on the GAUMS contract of PPE MedPro and on other uh, contracts where the PPE was rejected. Revealed that of the £12 billion the government spent on PPE, an astonishing £4 billion of that stockpile could end up being burnt because it doesn't meet NHS standards. Conservative MP Neil O'Brien, who's a junior health minister now, he said... What are we doing on PP uh, MedPro? Uh, it's been widely reported, Mr Speaker, that uh, it had an underperforming contract. And let me set out what we do in those cases. The first step is to send a letter before action, uh, which outlines uh, a claim for damages. And that is then followed by litigation in the event that a satisfactory agreement uh, has not been reached. We haven't got to a point where a satisfactory agreement has been reached at this stage. The House of Lords Commissioner for Standards also launched an investigation in January this year following our reports. Michelle Moan, who became a peer in 2015, is being investigated by the House of Lords Standards Commissioner. Last month, the National Crime Agency searched properties linked to PPE MedPro. But he has said that he won't be publishing a report until after the NCA um, concludes or whatever happens with the NCA, that takes precedence. Apart from that, there isn't any sort of political process. There isn't any political investigation. And as we speak, Michelle Moan retains the Conservative whip in the House of Lords. She's an active, uh, potentially voting member of the governing party in the House of Lords. And we did ask them about that, and they said they're not removing the whip. David, the story of PPE MedPro hasn't emerged from a vacuum. There were other extremely questionable decisions made by a government accused of handing out multi-million pound contracts to their friends, to their acquaintances. What does all of this tell us about Tory sleaze and the damage inflicted on the party's reputation? Um, I think it has been very damaging, hasn't it? So, um, you know, the government has defended, I think, every single case and every single piece of procurement. They defend that due diligence was done um, and so on. But I think we can see that it has had a very, very damaging impact. David, this could have just been another story about money and cronyism, but it is much more than that. Why do you think it's resonated so much? I was very, very keen with our reporting to just remind people where we were through all this time when this money was being uh, distributed in the Isle of Man, that, you know, we faced this pandemic where schools were closed, work ground to a halt, people were locked down in their homes. Just look at the loss that people have suffered uh, from people dying due to this terrible virus, to people having long COVID and being affected potentially for the rest of their lives, um, to just the loss that people have suffered financially, the interruption that people have had to their lives. And we were also told, not told, everybody felt this is a national emergency. We need to come together. Everybody should make their contribution. And one of the most impassioned contributions in the parliamentary debate was from the Labour MP, Tamanjit Singh Desi, who I believe lost three members of his family during the 
coronavirus crisis. Thank you very much, Mr Speaker. For Tory peers and other chums of the Conservative Party to be profiteering at a time when people were locked down into their homes and tens of thousands of people, including my loved ones, were dying is absolutely sickening, shameful and unforgivable. So, Minister... So I think the spectacle of people seeing it as an opportunity for profiteering, especially when... Uh, insider political connections were exploited has just absolutely infuriated people. David, thank you so much. Thank you. That was David Kahn. You can follow his reporting on the PPE MedPro story and more, and I do highly recommend you dig his pieces out at theguardian.com. Thanks to David and to our head of investigations, Paul Lewis. A lawyer for Moan and her children said, we advise that there is no truth in what appears to be entirely speculative guesses on your part. Barrowman declined to answer questions about whether money originating from PPE MedPro profits was used to pay for the Lady M yacht. And that's it for today. This episode was produced by Sarah Lorniak and Klitsia Sala. Sound design is by Axel Kakutier. The executive producer was Huma Khalili. We'll be back tomorrow. This is The Guardian.